0: Bonjour, film lovers! Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 7206nerds5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate
1: on it. Also email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Brian. No, that's this is my announcer voice, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Should I do this as my real self? Oh, shucky darn. Hi, this is Brian Cummings. You're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Okay, do it straight. Hi, this is Brian Cummings, and actually, you are listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Send money and real estate. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2021 and beyond. I am Ryan. I am joined only this time by Brad and Kellen's voodoo doll. Just, just us today. Yeah, OG crew. The OG crew. Even when you
0: were talking to the phone,
1: even watching TV. Yeah, um, and so um, I think our listeners are going to be really excited. We're not going to have 30 minute ramblings about Jane Austen, The Blacklist, Jack Benny, um, anime, and um, something and else. And people from
0: old Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Instead, you're going to be hearing 30 minute ramblings of us.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're going to nerd out about stuff that happened this weekend.
1: Yeah. It was big pretty, time. It was pretty crazy. I, um, you know, because DC fandom happened. And it's one of those things where, you know, San Diego Comic-Con was online. It was okay seeing some of the panels, but uh, the fandom kind of blew it all away. Um, Because even their panels are really interesting. You know, they had all the creators on there and they're well organized. Uh, It was well done.
0: And they're short, like they weren't hour-long affairs. Um, And yeah, the Q&A sessions are all pre-recorded and, you know, they weed out all the weird questions. So that's nice.
1: Yeah, and you know, it became such a big deal and people, they realized how popular it was and I, they split it up into two. So I was looking forward because they're going to have a Harley Quinn panel for the cartoon and that's going to be now September 12th along with uh, a Mortal Kombat and Injustice panel. So their TV is going to be the second part and video games. And speaking of video games, they show two sweet video games too. Um, so yeah, yep. But we also talk about movies that come out in theaters <laughs> after 18, no longer than that, because we had two film explosions 20 weeks of not seeing, yeah, exactly, because five months, and I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, last week was week 18 of the Nerdemic, so.
1: So then add in two film explosions, so that's yeah, 20 weeks that's exactly. That's true. Wow. Um, we were finally able to go, I went to the movie theaters twice this week.
0: Yeah, actually. me too.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, but two this different week, ones. Yeah, well, three. Only, I tried to do two different ones, but um, the Alamo is closed on Monday and Tuesdays. My guess is to clean and um, get everything set back up because um, next week I think they're going to get really busy. Their Bill and Ted screenings are almost all sold out, um, so they're doing it responsibly, and that's okay too.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. Want, I don't want people going a whole hog into yeah business as usual.
1: Well, I mean, at, uh, my uh, so the movie we saw this week was Unhinged. Um, I know I got some comments on our Facebook page asking how it was, um, how many people were there. Um, so I also saw uh, The Goonies in theaters, and, um, and that was more packed than Unhinged. I think there's about 12 other people in there. Um, and this fucking thing is trying to upload the update for our printer. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so there's about 12 people in the Goonies. And um, what was cool is Regal, every other row was closed. And then the front two rows were closed. I think they, I think in Colorado, you can operate at either 40 or 50% capacity. I'm not hundred percent sure, um, but it's still nice to see that there was that many people out, but they weren't near us. Um, and, you know, to put people's mind at ease, if you select on the app, cause I, d- I did a test. So I went with Laura and Kellen. And so I bought three tickets in a row. And then I was going to see, you know, I bought them and I re went back into the app and see what seats would be available. And they blocked off the two seats next to Laura and the two seats next to me. So they kept the six feet there. Um, and yeah. and then the I saw- the,
0: the thing about the Alamo though is this was the Alamo, right? A regal. Uh, regal. Okay, because Alamo is different. They don't. Uh, they don't do the opposite rows. Mm-hmm. Which I think you know, it's not like the virus only travels in like a straight line, like yeah. x-axis. You know, it's 360. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm surprised the Alamo had all the rows open. You know, mm. that there wasn't like a buffer row.
1: I wonder if it's because the Alamo there's more distance between their rows.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: Because uh, they have to have where the servers run through that's true um so that's probably why um but yeah it's uh and then i went to unhinged and i think there was eight people in my theater um which i was actually surprised on a monday at noon um and you know it's if you're responsible and you use a mask you know you can order if you want um snacks i ordered it all through the app so when we showed up uh yesterday for Goonies, we just walked up and they gave it to us in like a tray and you didn't have to talk to anybody you didn't have to do anything, it was really easy um,
0: So so at Regal they actually take the food to your chair?
1: No, so you go in and check in, so like um, on the, the app they updated there's like a little popcorn icon in the corner, when you cl- click on that you can order your um, food and then they have it ready for you when you get there Hmm. So, so you just walk up and say, hey, I'm Frost. And they go, okay, here's your popcorn. And then they fill up your drinks and then they let you on your way. So gotcha. it's it's pretty easy. Um, I, I wasn't uh, nervous going there. Um, I wasn't nervous for my kid or my wife. Everybody wear, wore a mask. Um, everybody was really respectful. Um, and people don't have to sit next to me. So that's really awesome.
0: In the movie theater, I told Dad I would wish for
1: a movie theater. Yeah, and... Um, so, because you know me, like I always drove me crazy. I'll never forget when I went and saw the Dead Don't Die, and um, yelling, please, buddy. <laughs> and uh, um, he, like, I don't mind him talking to me, but he's—I don't know if you can hear him. He's like yelling right in my ear.
0: Yeah, I can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's talking about his dream of a voodoo doll. Anyways, um, I, you know, what I saw, Dead Don't Die, and I, the back of the theater was packed, so I bought my ro- ticket like in the third row. And there's nobody else in the row. And the movie's about to start. And then this dude came and sat right next to me with his girlfriend. And he sat, like, in the, where how the Alamo has the tables. So he shared my table. I'm like, dude, you can literally just sit next to your girlfriend and not share a table with somebody you don't know. So I'm really stoked that people have to social distance from me.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, that's a, like, we'll make him move, move. Because he just wants (laughs) to be up front with his girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like I think they were hoping that you would be like, "Ugh," and just move somewhere else.
1: Yeah, but nope. Yeah, I stayed there. I made sure I got yeah. popcorn. I was like, <laughs> uh, "But how was your experience at the theaters, Brad?"
0: I was alright. Um, like I said, the Alamo. I was I was surprised. Cause, like when I bought my ticket, I, you know, I bought a seat with no one around me, and you know, like two days later. Uh, so I I saw The Empire Strikes Back at the Alamo. Nice at like nine ten p.m um and yeah like by the time the show's you know showtime it's like three dudes had bought seats in front of me
1: and go get us a lunchable or something
0: gosh yeah three dudes bought like the seats in the three seats in the row in front of me so you know i was like really (laughs) like you can like there's like four of the rows ahead of that you can just space out some more so I asked the server, you know, because the rest of my row horizontally was empty. So I just moved down to like one of the corners. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, you show up, they take your temperature as soon as you walk in the door. Um, and then it's weird, like going to your seat and having like your food ready. Hmm. Um, is, I it waited... si-
1: is it sitting there?
0: Yeah, like uh, all day i had been waiting to like get it. A... Yeah, I was like so excited to go like, I'm going to get it. A... I finally in an Alamo Pizza again mm. and I forgot that I did that for Bill and Ted and I got popcorn for Empire Strikes back so <laughs> it was just like a carry out box of just full of popcorn and then the drinks are just in a sealed cup in a straw mm. um and I could hear people like doing aluminum cans like opening cuz I like, mm. they're probably not pouring drafts um and then yeah it was it was other than that it was it was pretty Fine, and the weird part is just leaving after the movie. Like I'm used to settling up, you know, at the mm-hmm. end, but you don't have to do so that. But you're I guess. just
1: good because you just pay.
0: Yeah, you prepaid you, you for your food and everything before you even came to the theater. So, so
1: do they have a spot where you can tip, or they not do tipping any either?
0: I guess you could tip. I mean, when you buy the food, it already collects a tip.
1: Oh, it does automatically. Tip.
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, um, and then if like you can order refills, so they give you like a Ziploc bag, Ziploc bag full of the the order cards and the pen. Mm. um And but you can't order new food so
1: oh okay but you can order refills. like more soda yeah um what about popcorn is popcorn no longer unlimited
0: i don't know i didn't get through like like the the, the, the they give you a smaller portion because of the mm-hmm. carryout box sure then then say the, like the the big bucky used to get but i i that was like enough for me so i didn't mm. try to ask for more um Yeah, and then uh, Regal, I went, and it seemed like you could walk up to the counter and just order new concessions. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so you don't have to do that ahead of time. But um, I was one of three people (laughs) in that Mm -hmm. screening. And um, when you order, I was confused because there was only like three rows you could uh, pick seats from. I was like, oh, it must be a really small theater. Uh, But what they did is they actually just completely... Remove the first three rows from the app. Hmm. So you get there and the seats are still there, but that whole section is just empty. Oh, okay. Like you could sit there, but they're not allowing you to. And um, the other two people who came in, even though they bought the seats in the row behind me and to the right, they sat in my row. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And the one girl didn't have a mask at all. Wow, they didn't force it either? Nope. I mean, this is like noon on a Sunday.
1: Well, I, I can't say today when I went in for my, like, I think it's like 1230. No one was there to take my ticket. I literally just walked in, walked to the <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. to the auditorium and sat down.
0: Yeah, I had a ticket guy. I think he, he expected me to have um, a digital one, but I printed mine out from the kiosk up front. Mm-hmm. So he was a little thrown off by that. But yeah, I had to take a ticket. But yeah, that's about it. And surprisingly, after like the first five or 10 minutes, that couple was pretty quiet.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, How's it, it? It, it felt yeah, it felt the same. I mean, the the
0: uh oh, uh, the cleaning because I stayed through the credits. The cleaning crew came in, and it's really just a dude with a spray bottle just misting the seats. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought it was a more involved like sterilization process.
1: No, they have um, it's some sort of chemo- uh spray that the FDA approved. It's the stuff the NFL uses. Hmm. Like it's just they just walk around and spray and then wipe. That's all they do.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing like the the fewer rows to like you you could fit you could distance people down in that front section. But I'm guessing just out of like, uh, you know, per like how many people they have on hand to like do the cleaning. Mm-hmm. They figure like, well, let's just take out like less work if there's less seats, you know, less to disinfect. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and I honestly, it, it's just I mean, it's going to be smaller crowds. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I, I didn't. I never felt like unsafe. I think they're doing it the right way. I mean, I had minimal contact with anybody. Yeah. Um, So, good to go. I mean, I'm excited for next week. I might, I'll probably see movies all week long because I've missed it so much.
0: Yeah. As long as you just like to wear that mask and, you know, it's not 100%, but it's, it's something.
1: And obviously it's working because when they started really being strict with masks about three, four weeks ago, like, the cases are going down people who are dying are going down so yeah. if you listen to scientists you're good to go so yeah so everybody you should be all right you have minimal contact with people it's great to be back at movies
0: um, I, so i'd the, say if you like you're buying tickets and you see the theaters you know mostly full like maybe mm-hmm. just pick a different time you know if yeah, there's seats and, available
1: and that's a good thing right now is because they're not going to have you know weekends with four three or four new movies they're going to be like this week is unhinged, and then they'll have new mutants next week, or Bill and Ted, and then it'll be Tenant. You know, it's not going to be crazy. Um, yeah, because I mean, I don't know if did you go to the Mills where you see Unhinged at
0: uh, River Point?
1: So the Mills had like twenty showings of Unhinged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, even though they're all spaced out, I mean, there's not a lot of movies to watch right now, so. It, hopefully, we'll get the uh, vaccine sooner than later. And um, I'm actually everything. more
0: excited about all the retro screenings. Like,
1: oh, it's so fun. I, there's, you know, there's
0: movies I never thought I would actually get to see
1: uh, I know. programmed. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I chose The Goonies because I knew it was something Kellen would watch. And he. I, I'll talk about it. He, <laughs> uh, he had a good time. Um, so, yeah. We also talk about movie news, what we've been watching, and stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray. Um, you know what? I want to start with the movie news because uh, this stuff got me excited this week.
0: I know. I'm finally excited about news for the, like the first time in like two years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's real news. Uh, this week, um, before we get into the cool stuff, I was just going to point out that Variety uh, said that Unhinged made almost $5 million at the box office for number so one <laughs> yeah so they're they're actually saying that that's actually a good thing that you know they realize they can put a movie out people will go see it and um and so it was kind of good that it was unhinged and I think by the time tenant rolls around that it should be up and operational and um good to go and I read that um Denver is one of the highest markets for unhinged so really yeah, yeah I mean you should just know why <laughs> Um, so yeah. So, uh, but the big news is eight buddy. Um, the, the, the big news is DC fandom happened now because we have this stupid virus and it's, um, really put a damper on everything. DC, when they canceled comic-con decided that they're going to have their own event called DC fandom,
0: like a D 23. Yeah,
1: you know. exactly. Uh, all digital. And, uh, we kind of talked about a little bit, but you know, when I saw the line, I said, Oh, it'd be cool. You know, they'll just have, Hey, let me show you some, you know, like an EPK from the early days of DVDs where I really like working with James Gunn. Doesn't yeah. really show you anything. And so I, like you, I had it on in the background cause I was watching sports all day. So I just had it like sitting on my laptop. Um, and then I had to go to work. So then I had it just sitting on my laptop in like the corner. Um, and then Something started piquing my interest. Um the first one was the Gotham Knights reveal trailer, which is um not really an Arkham game, I guess.
0: But it's made by the same team.
1: Uh kind of. It's made by uh the Montreal one where they made Arkham Origins. Um but I'm excited because you can play as Batgirl in it. Um because Batman is supposedly dead.
0: Yeah, supposedly.
1: And, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure it's
0: just deployed to a... Draw the owls out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, But I mean, it's kind of cool because you get a variety of gameplay and you can play co-op. So um, I'll be Batgirl. She's one of my favorite characters in comics. But um, I mean, they have a little bit of everything. They have Robin, they have Nightwing, which is cool to see, and then the Red Hood. So it's kind of a little bit of everybody. Um, And if you get upgrade to PlayStation 5, Brad, we can play together.
0: Oh, PS5, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just set aside 400 bucks. Oh, I think it's
1: going to be six hundred.
0: Oh, then I'm not. yet. you can need to get a <laughs> switch version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really cool to see. Um, they did the trailer. It was a little later, but I'll save the big reveals for last. Um, they did a a real little trailer for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, which looked really fun. Um, I like this like,
0: like they're making games where it's like you play as other characters. Like yeah, we've had so much. You play as Batman, or you play as. Uh, Superman. Superman, yeah, like they're all, it's yeah, four or five games. Well, really, like twenty or twenty, like over the past thirty years.
1: Yeah, I mean, when have you ever seen Batgirl in a game? Yeah, I mean, she's an playable. she's an in, in Injustice, a fighting game, but you know, in a story-driven game like that, and I mean yeah. Harley, and, and even Harley Quinn. I mean, she's an in Injustice too, but um, you know, you can play as her or King Shark. W- when did King Shark become cool? <laughs>
0: After the animated show, I guess, because like, he's one of my favorite <laughs> things about that show.
1: Oh, he's yeah, he's great in that. I
0: think he was on like The Flash or something as a villain. Yeah, um, I think you're right. And then ever since then, like I've been hearing... I like, like I never your- heard about him until that, at that point.
1: And it's a perfect segue to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Hey, Brad, do you mind playing the trailer for all our listeners for The Suicide Squad? Here we go. I think it's going to surprise people. You kind of sit there and go, how did they do that?
0: It's going to be different from any superhero movie ever made.
1: There's no one better in the world to direct The Suicide Squad than James Gunn.
0: I was excited with an opportunity to be able to do The Suicide Squad in the way it could be done from my point of view. This one is completely unique. This is a gritty
1: 1970s war movie combined with the brilliance of James Gunn's characters and comedy. You need your director to set the vibe. The Suicide Squad is just a twisted fantasy of characters. Within each of our characters,
0: there's a certain beauty within most of them. Some of them are just pretty crappy
1: through and through. Be like a douchey Captain America. The guy who believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he needs to kill
0: along the way. Okay, I got it.
1: Don't ever settle back like you think
0: you know where this is going, because you don't. As soon as you have some sense about what's about to happen
1: next, James comes in. Everyone's exploding, genitals, heads, arms, legs. It's like a big, massive graphic novel brought to life. This is by far the biggest movie I've ever made. I don't think that you know what to expect. Don't get too attached. This has been truly the greatest, most exciting
0: journey of my life making this film.
1: Cut. That was great. So the King Shark's in that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what's really cool? is I love that comic books are cool now, and they do comic-accurate costumes. Because um, the Harley in it looks like kind of her Injustice character. Um, you know, she looks more of the Suicide Squad version of Harley, not um, – I don't know what you'd call her in – Suicide Daddy's squad. Little princess yeah, I mean she's fine, and I mean, I think Margot Robbie is amazing as Harley Quinn, um, I mean, if you're
0: of, going to like some like uh, you know they described it as a seventies war movie, like mm-hmm. this outfit makes more sense, it's more tactical
1: yeah and, and it's and this was a cool little reveal too, because it was like a trailer mixed in with um some people talking about the film, um and then they released later, I don't know if you want to play this one. I don't think there's any um dialogue, so it might be hard. But they did like a roll call.
0: Yeah, it's um, just this song. So
1: Yeah, so uh, it tells you who, who's who in it. And I mean, you're talking about... I mean, do you remember when you wouldn't people would not do comic book movies, like big stars? They wouldn't touch them. Oh, um, yeah. Like they're know. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, you know, because... Like film uh, people
0: wouldn't do TV for the exactly. longest time. Exactly.
1: And now it's totally changed because they realize, like, oh, I can make tons of money doing this. And the movies are fun. So, I mean, the cast in the Suicide Squad is incredible. It's also Um, really the only
0: game in town. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Hollywood's not really making low budget indie films, you know?
1: No. I mean, someone's got to come along and kind of do that. Um, But, Brad, to me, the biggest surprise of the week, and I didn't know this trailer dropped because I was on a call um, when you sent the message. Um, But, you said you sent a message like holy shit the batman trailer i was like (laughs) fuck you there's no the batman trailer
0: Brad's pulling a prank
1: but to my surprise brad you can actually let's play the batman trailer for our listeners
0: Becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? If you are justice. supposed to be
1: Holy fuck, dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, you really want to be able to watch it. Everyone just listening to it, like, yeah, it's okay. But really, like, watch it.
1: But Um, I love the music in it, too. The the Nirvana song? Yeah, when they reveal the Batman logo. And um, it's just... It's... And for a film that you... I think you mentioned, I don't know if we were recording at that point, but Matt Reeves said only 25% of it's done.
0: Yeah. I, I... I was watching his, his lead up to it, you know, his little panel, it was probably like 45 minutes, you know, he's just talking about how incomplete it is yet. And like, what is inspiration? Like he, his take is inspired by this graphic novel called Ego, Batman Ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a year two Batman story. So it's not gonna be another origin thing, but it's also still early in his career. You know, the, the police are okay with, well, they're not okay with him, but you know, they're aware of him and they let them, him help them.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that right away at the beginning where Gordon is there and you see, like, the boots and it's like, is Batman in the crime scene? And then he's there being a detective because he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Is just awesome. And then, yeah. The Go way ahead, Matt
0: sorry. Reeves played it off, like, you know, the, the the clip started playing and I was just like, okay, I'm going to see, like, 30 seconds of whatever, like a single scene, right? And so I wasn't paying attention to, like, the boots and the, who the police were, like, looking at as he's walking mm-hmm. in. And then, you know, it's like full bat suit, suit. And you're like, okay, cool. And it just keeps going and going. You're like, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of this 25% movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they got the, um, just like this voiceover from like, you know, this this creep. <laughs> yeah. You're not sure sh- 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 uh, sure who it is. But like later when I replay the trailer, like you look at his jacket and it's like this green tinge to it. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's probably the
1: Riddler. Yeah. And Paul Dano's the Riddler and he's an amazing actor. And you know what's cool about it is, it seems like Matt Reeves and the team at Warner Brothers, instead of just sitting on the footage raw, they color timed it. They did all the work into it to put this out there. And says, you know, we know this was supposed to come out in was it originally March or June?
0: Uh, Definitely twenty twenty one anyway. But yeah, yeah, that's that. That had to be like just a, because like, who doesn't release a Batman movie in summer, right?
1: Yeah. And now it's October, I think, which, I mean, it's not the worst delay, but
0: it... Probably, I bet it'll be 2022, just because, like I said, you're going to mm, deny it like a Batman release for the summer.
1: I don't know. I, I, the only unless, it's, I would, unless it's rated R. Yeah, well, the only reason I say it's not is because it's uh, Joker was in October, and, no, um, and I think they're going to want to make movies, because I think Warner Brothers' only movie this year is Wonder Woman. Oh, and tenant, but like, uh, so they're they're gonna try to make their money back with, I mean, the Suicide Squad and um, when Suicide Squad? Uh dude, I don't know. I Have to look so, that one up. Yeah, I thought that was
0: like May or something. It might but... be May,
1: but it's it, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but no, this movie, I, it feels like a Batman movie or a comic come to life because I love the Nolan movies and I love some of the other Batman movies, but I wanted the tension. I wanted, um, I wanted the detective work. And then, you know, people, for some reason, Batman is always the most controversial cast casting ever. Yeah. And, and then you see Robert Pattinson in the role and his physicality where he just beats the fuck out of that dude. And what's cool about that is it's playing on the fact that he's scaring the criminals because, you know, those dudes are like, who are you supposed to be? And he breaks that dude's arm and just beats, keeps on beating him up. And everyone kind of takes a step back. And what's great the too is the one
0: dude's he, cell phone recording it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and the one cool play on it is you expect him to say, "I'm Batman," but he says, "I'm Vengeance." I'm like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. Um, this is an angry Batman, and um, which is cool. It's it's definitely going away from I'm um, a fun Batman. Um, it seems like it might be a mixture of the gritty and the Dark Knight stuff.
0: Well, it's interesting um, that people think like this is finally gritty because I like I thought the Dark Knight was still, you know... Oh, it is. Coming off of the Burton um, yeah. Schumacher stuff. Like, it doesn't seem that much darker to me other than like we're addressing like an actual serial killer.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think the tone is darker. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it feels like it could be rated R. I doubt it will be rated R. Yeah, but can But it feels like it, it has a really true crime because true crime is so popular right now it has a true crime feel to it you know um and yeah. if if the uh if the realtor turns out to be a serial killer that leaves clues all over the place that's pretty awesome it's also
0: interesting like how many people are treating like oh he's, they're finally doing the going on vacation to a hotel
1: i'm going to bring my voodoo doll okay buddy i'm on a podcast can you give me a moment and then i'll hang out with you okay thank you <laughs>
0: Um, um, it's interesting that people are just now like, oh, they're finally doing the Dark Knight detective story. But um, you know, the, the whole J- Riddler is a serial killer. I think we we even talked about early in the show, like after the, you know, when they are making the Dark Knight Rises, like where were they going to go after the Joker? Mm-hmm. And people were pitching that idea as the Riddler is a serial killer, you know, leaving r- riddles for the Batman uh, way back then. So it's, it's yeah. interesting that people are treating it as a surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and Matt Reeves is such a great filmmaker. Um, I mean, you go back to Cloverfield and stuff like that. He, he knows what he's doing. I, I love his plan of the apes movies. Uh, I think they're great films. So I'm excited for this one. I mean, it, I've, this is the coolest trailer I've seen in a really long time. Yeah. I and I don't know if the, cause I wasn't expecting it, which added to how cool it was or it was just that cool. I think it's a combination of both.
0: Yeah, like the stuff of this and like that. Yeah, you know, that ending beat down alone is impressive. Um mm-hmm. but there yeah, there's just there's enough for a movie that's only 25% done there was enough to fill that much time and still be interesting is pretty pretty good.
1: It, it's encouraging that yeah, they're going to make a cool movie. Um, and,
0: uh, and I I I think what they're leaving out like the 75% is like I really think the Riddler isn't just a cut and dry bad guy. Like he's a oh, serial yeah. killer, but he might be killing people to lead Batman to the real villain. Yeah. Um, like the, the Riddler might be involved with the court of owls.
1: Yeah. It seems like they're setting up a big story. Yeah. Where it's that not about that,
0: yeah. Uh, how it's like the story isn't sol- about solving Batman's parents murder, but this story is connected to that murder. Hmm. So it's part of a larger conspiracy.
1: it makes sense bringing the Court of Owls into it. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, but you know what, Brad? That's not the only Batman news this week. It isn't? No, there's two more Batman news. So I'll, I'll do the, I'll bury the lead a little bit. They're also making uh, an animated version of The Long Halloween in two parts, which is a great... Um...
0: Whoa, I didn't even... When? You did know that?
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Was uh, that the in long... the fandom? Uh, no, they just released that, I think, Either today or yesterday, um, it'll be in two parts. It's a Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb uh, comic, which is amazing. Um, if you haven't read the Long Halloween, make sure you pick it up. Um, it'll be put into two parts.
0: It might be my favorite Batman story.
1: Is it? I just I just did breaking news to you right now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm googling it right now. Nice. I, I did not hear that.
1: So yeah, so the Long Halloween will be part of the. DC animated universe
0: well hopefully they don't add some stupid shit to it like they did the other ones
1: uh, I don't think they have to because it's how many issues is it 12 duh yeah, one it for takes each place month, month. Um, I should know that I literally have well I have like 8 of them
0: you drop your comics card off at the door
1: no shit um, and other Batman news is Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman or Bruce Wayne, I don't know if he's gonna be Batman, um, for The Flash, which, uh, if you, that was a really short panel, but if you wa- listen to Andy Muschetti, who directed um, some of my favorite horror movies over the last couple years, um, he, he said that uh, it's gonna introduce the world to the multiverse. So my guess is Flash running and messing with time is going to make worlds collide or something. I don't know how it works. I'm not the biggest flash uh, person, so I couldn't tell you exactly how it works.
0: But I know he can, he
1: can, he can fuck with time.
0: I'm wondering if, um, like for on one hand, this is a way to get audiences comfortable with making movies about anything they want, like based in the DC Mm -hmm. universe. But I also wonder if it's a way to build up to crisis on infinite
1: earths. Oh, yeah, it might be. I mean, that like, would be like their big DC's story. Like it's DC's Infinity War? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes tons of sense. So, yeah, so that's interesting. You really didn't get much. You got a couple um, uh, concept art with Flash's new costume, which makes more sense. It kind of got rid of, like, the... And they, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, like the... Military kind of thing.
0: Well, the piece together, like, a kid who made it himself look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess one of the Batmans that are going to be in the movie designed this new one, which looks a little like Green Lantern's suit, but red. (laughs) So I'm a little worried. Um, But they also showed, like, the Keaton costume fighting alongside him. Yeah. I wonder how realistic that is, if they're going to maybe just de-age Keaton. uh, Uh, Irishman style. Maybe he's just old. Like, I expected him just to kind of show up as Michael Keaton playing Bruce Wayne because he's so old, but if they show the suit fighting alongside the flat, I'm like, do you think old yeah. Bruce Wayne would still be wearing that costume?
1: I don't know. I don't know. In that I, universe. It might just be a concept thing. There might make changes to it. I think maybe just cause it's recognizable because it's that costume's iconic.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I expect it's probably a hype thing. Just like, Oh yeah. cool. Like this convey is what we're trying to do really easily, but I can't imagine in the movie, like old Michael Keaton's going to wear the costume.
1: I mean, I mean, he still looks good. You know, he might be able to do it. Maybe we'll see. There's only one way to find out. Wait a year and a half, and we'll know.
0: And now we also have a clear picture of uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So word is, it's going to be uh, four uh-huh. one-hour episodes, which makes sense because long ago, uh-huh. Justice League was interesting yeah, 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 yeah. as a two-parter. No so way. That would make you know, two cool. movies, two hours a piece. So that, that,
1: I can't believe they did that. Lines
0: up with the four hour uh-huh. version. We'd, uh, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Four hours worth of footage that we've been told, uh, Zack Snyder had filmed. So, uh, that looks pretty cool. Um, you get to see Dark Side right away. And, uh, is a, there's a couple things from the original, uh, you know, Joss Whedon movie, uh, repurposed in here. And, um, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, definitely going to be subscribing to HBO, HBO max because of it. So.
1: Um, also the rock debuted, um, kind of, ai don't know what you'd call it. Maybe an introduction to black Adam, um, that with art by Jim Lee with his voiceover.
0: Yeah, as an is, animatic really. Yeah,
1: yeah. It looks pretty cool. Um, because again, I, I know who black Adam is. I don't know, like the intricacies of him. I knew he was, he's from Egypt and he's old. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was
0: a villain, but according to that thing, he's like, he's just kind of an anti-hero. Like yeah, he, he does rogue things, but he'll cross the line to do it.
1: He reminds me a lot of Neymar uh, from Marvel, where um, at times he's a villain and other times he's a hero. He kind of just walks that line. His morality is blurred. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. From uh, Shazam DC. is
0: actually getting a sequel, Fury yep. of the Gods. So I, didn't, I missed that panel, so I don't know a ton about it, but I'm excited because I love Shazam. Shazam.
1: Yep, Shazam is great. I think
0: uh, Sinbad is in it
1: somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember Sinbad?
1: Yep. It'd so. be awesome if they brought Shaq. <laughs> yeah. He was Shazam.
0: Or he was Kazam.
1: Oh, those Kazam, damn it.
0: You're the victim of the Mandela effect, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the only really other news I have is Olivia Wilde has been tapped to possibly direct Spider Woman or a Marvel movie for Sony, which everyone thinks is Spider Woman.
0: Yeah, that'd be I awesome. Was, I heard someone say that, it, like, it, I think it makes more sense that it should be Spider Gwen, a Spider Gwen oh, yeah. movie. yeah.
1: Yeah, but they might not do Spider Gwen because she's, I, she's in Spider Verse. Um, if you make a Spider Woman movie, though, it could be like a spy movie because um, there's great, the, the new Jessica Drew stories are awesome. But yeah, I, I think uh, it'd be a different. I, I love uh, Spider Woman lately. With the art in it's incredible, the story's really fun. Um, so I don't know which version of Spider Woman they're going to do. I hope it'd be that one. Um, but we'll see. I, I, and, and I love Olivia Wilde. I mean, she's actually really talented behind the camera and she's great to look at in front of it.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess there's a Tron leg or Tron sequel news. Um, and it doesn't sound like she's a part of it. So that's kind of a bummer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's good in that. You know, she's, she's actually really, she is so talented, um, that, I think she. It seems like she's kind of tradi- uh, transitioning from doing less acting to doing more work behind the camera, which she should because uh, Booksmart is a great movie, and um, she should continue to do that work. I, I fully support that woman. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, and getting more f- uh, women behind the the camera is definitely. And I,
1: yeah, I think it's important, especially if you're going to tell a Spider Woman story. Tell it... I
0: think fi- I figured because of Booksmart, like she would be someone up like to do a Spider Gwen. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it still could be. I mean, technically, Spider-Gwen is Spider-Woman. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, she doesn't go by Spider-Gwen in the comics. She goes yeah. by Spider-Woman. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, she. I guess she could still do a Spider-Woman, and it wouldn't be Jessica Drew. It'd be Spider-Gwen. It'd still be Spider-Woman. And that'd be interesting. In, in the comics, Peter Parker's the bad guy. He turns into the lizard. So, interesting (laughs) yeah there's some Um, spider gwen knowledge for you hey brad every week you go around town and this week is no different take me around town
0: hey film buddies follow me around denver
1: my spider senses are tingling are (laughs) they yeah
0: uh, that makes sense because I'm about to talk about the Denver Mart Drive-In, which is playing some of your favorite movies. Uh, Friday, August 28th through the 30th, Sunday, um, they are playing Spider-Man: Homecoming and Spider-Man: Far From Home as a double nice. feature. Uh, Greatest
1: double Den- feature of all time.
0: At the Denver Mart Drive-In, uh, it's off I-25 and 58th. Uh, Saturday is already sold out, so good luck Friday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh the holiday twin has in fort collins they have on screen one despicable me three and jurassic park the lost world um those are that's weird (laughs) yeah i'm trying to find the connection in that universal yeah but you think it'd be jurassic world but
1: yeah um or maybe jurassic park lost world's a weird one to pull
0: Yeah, maybe it's the cheapest one to pull.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Hey, the end scene with T-Rex in San Diego is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I mean like financially, like licensing-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm
1: just giving people a reason to go see it. When T-Rex invades San Diego, it's awesome.
0: Uh, And then Screen 2 is playing Unhinged, but they paired it with The Hunt.
1: Oh, actually, that's a good pairing. I really like The Hunt. It's one of my favorite movies from the year.
0: And then looking ahead, uh, September 27th, One of the screens is going to do a Field of Dreams and Bad News Bears. Nice. Original Bad News Bears double feature. So you can give that a shot. And then. Field of Dreams is a
1: great movie.
0: The 88 Drive In is still playing. uh, Oh, shoot. I just clicked it. Idiot.
1: Yeah, I'm dumb. A stupid podcaster named Brad did a stupid. Stupid thing. Uh, any office fans out there? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it has two thumbs. It's Todd Packer. This guy. Uh, the 88 Drive In is playing Zookeeper, Grown Ups, and Talladega Nights. Right on. For now.
1: Interesting. Hey, Still queer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when I tell you about the bleep button.
1: A big William Hung fan.
0: A lot of people keep asking me that.
1: Who is that? Remember what William Hung? Yeah, what Hong. is he up to these days? I don't know. Wasn't he like an M, from MIT or something? So I'm sure he's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty well off. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing know. Uh, is he making more albums? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I have his album.
0: I know. You're you're a big <laughs> William Hung fan <laughs> back in the day.
1: I just my, I bought the album. I remember I bought it at Barnes and Noble cuz remember in the old days at Barnes and Noble you could type in like a number and it would play the uh, certain albums. And it just used to crack me up because he used to have he had uh, inspirational uh, quotes before almost every song, and I, I don't know why I thought it was funny, but it was funny. <laughs> and he'd say so This is William Hunk. Remember to always follow your dreams. And, and then he, he did. And he did. And then he'd sing "She Bangs." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's going. Uh, is that, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, that is what's going on around town. <laughs>
1: Cool, um, it's starting to get to the point where uh, they're running out of movies to put on Blu-ray. DVD releases and blu ray because uh, there hasn't been any releases for five well, months.
0: Well, just plenty of catalog stuff they could put yeah. out and are choosing not to.
1: I know, true. Um, one catalog stuff that I am getting is *Tales from the Dark Side* from Scream Factory. It's a uh, collector's edition. It's one. God damn it! It's one of my most <laughs> favorites. Uh, uh, anthology films um, there's the one the, the wraparound is kind of a Hansel and Gretel story uh, the first one is Christian Slater and they bring a mummy to life the second one is about a killer cat and the third one is a love story so um, I don't say anything else about the third one because it's so cool and the, the reveal is awesome that I don't like saying it's just, well, I just I just like to say it's a love story Um. And So yeah, she picked that up. What's really cool is I was reading the special features, and it doesn't – it has like a commentary and only like one other special feature, but the special feature is a six-part feature-length documentary that's about two hours long. So um, I'm really excited for that. That's pretty cool. It comes with trailers and things like that. Um, uh, A couple – 4Ks from uh, Blue Underground, The House by the Cemetery, which I've seen, I haven't seen in a long time. It's an Italian horror film. So is The New York Ripper. Um,
0: yeah, the Fulci. I, yeah. I saw my first Fulci at the Illinois drive in over the summer. And it's, you go,
1: hmm.
0: It's like Argento, but.
1: Yep, weirder. Weirder, yeah. Um, the Beast Must Die, which I don't know what it's about. It looks like it's a werewolf movie. Um, there is a really cool one coming out called Hollywood Land. Uh, it's about George Reeves and he, uh, the Superman. It's really well done. Ben Affleck plays George Reeves. Uh, Diane Lane is in it. That's actually a really good movie. Uh, sad. Uh, Deep Blue Sea 3 is also coming out. Did you help pick the cover art for this one with the chick diving into the shark's mouth? No. Um, I, I've been reading reviews on it, and they said it's not as terrible as the second one. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, the King of Staten Island, which is the Paul Davidson movie, the Peter Davidson movie that came out. Um,
0: Pete Davidson from the upcoming Suicide Squad
1: yep Yep. so yeah that's it oh I guess I should touch on the Universal Horror Collection Volume 6 from Scream Um, it has Black Castle Cult of the Cobra Something I Can't Read, The Thing That Couldn't Die and Shadow of the Cat Hmm. so not too much but I guess I do have something coming well
0: um the, the next round of Miyazaki steelbooks are coming out.
1: Oh, those um, look really sharp. Have you seen them? Yeah. Uh, I'm really kind of depressed that I bought Ponya, um like, a couple months ago, when that steelbook is really nice.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, Mononoke and Spirited Away for years, and just, like, it would have been nice to... Hard to wait, but yeah, these look really sharp. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service and Nausicaa Valley of the Wind are the next ones up. Nice. Um yeah, I guess that is it. I mean, there's hey, tons of other you, stuff. But what do you
1: think about those Miyazaki films? Oh wait, she's not here. We're good. <laughs> I always, I always do these tests to see if people actually listen. Like our, you know, our other hosts, if they listen to our shows. So I call people out constantly on it. To you see... do it that every week thing. from
0: now on, if someone's,
1: oh, it, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I'll give James a pass because he's busy with his family, but. Yeah, everybody really else really busy now. Yeah. Everybody else gets shit on. Hey, what's that turtle thing behind you? Is that, that uh their uh that sweet NECA uh thing? It's a big green box. This yes, one right here? Point, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the um the musician Tour like extra swag, so it's like a t shirt, uh oh, nice. tote bag, concert ticket, guitar picks. Nice. Um I've got a
1: extra large if you want one. Oh uh, yeah, I mean if you 're not going to use it that 's my size. I will wear it proudly. is it extra large I think it's extra large um, yeah it's like
0: twenty five bucks
1: <laughs> no, it's not. is it a target exclusive too
0: yeah um i mean it 's not that hard to find, like i've found a couple, but uh, yeah, I picked this up for extra people, and they 're not taking it so oh, gotta sell it
1: cool so i've got a
0: medium with the one like I bought the actual figures uh-huh it,
1: it, i didn't see those at all i came the next day and they were gone
0: yeah those are hard I, to find
1: i mean i wouldn't have bought it anyways because um, i mean you're a huge turtle fan i like them and it's 150
0: bucks <laughs> yeah
1: it's 150 bucks so
0: with the uh, swag so yeah nice which is what i did
1: but yeah cool so we also watch films throughout the week in a segment we call what we've been watching so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this
0: week? A uh, couple things. Uh, Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I promise.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I'm not turning into Zach. <laughs> uh, the drive in had the Dark Knight and the Lego Batman movie back to back.
1: That's a really uh, cool uh, double bill. It's a really fun double
0: feature. Uh, Lego Batman just flew right by. Like, such a brief, like, fun movie. It's just so brisk-paced, yeah. Um, And then The Dark Knight I hadn't watched in a while, just in general. Um, And, you know, so much about the superhero landscape has changed since then. Um, You know, it feels like a movie that doesn't want to, like, it's a great movie, but it also feels like a movie that doesn't want to, like, it does push boundaries, but also doesn't want to seem too silly, you know? yeah um you know like Avengers really embraces like all aspects of Marvel fandom and it feels like yeah. the Dark Knight is really pushing to not like not be a Batman movie, you know
1: yeah Which no, is, I agree,
0: you know it's trying to be heat and uh it, but it's yeah that the, the poor performance integrate and like the moments that like get you excited still work for me so
1: um, it's a movie that's come out in the last fifteen years that I've probably seen the most. Um, just because it's a movie I can always turn to. I mean, I think I saw it five times in theaters. And then, um, you know, you get it on DVD or Blu-ray, you watch it, and you watch the special features, and you watch it again. And then it comes out on Ultra HD, and then you watch it. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a movie I don't mind revisiting continuously.
0: It's like, uh, just the story itself, how it's put together, you know, it actually feels like it just presents a, like a real challenge to... yeah batman like it was it was, it was great then it's so great now
1: well you know the layers behind it too because you know everyone's gonna point rightfully to the joker and heath ledger's amazing performance but i still think the harvey dent story is so heartbreaking oh yeah uh, and um it, it just adds a whole other layer to it and that just solidifies the joker's uh evil in the film where he might have not won the blowing up the ships But that wasn't his end game. His end game was to corrupt Harvey Dent. To corrupt Harvey Dent, and Batman wisely takes the fall. But it's such a great, it's it's a great story, and I love the Harvey Dent arc in it.
0: Yeah, and like also sort of timely, just you know, watching this anarchist like create like just so discord and Mm -hmm. um, like false information. Um yeah i just i wish i could experience it for the first time like
1: yeah
0: like be surprised by it again
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that's the only part i missed watching It it's just like because i you know, you know what's coming yeah i wish i could get back that feeling of not knowing where it's going
1: um, you know the, i yeah um it's fun watching movies like that with someone who hasn't seen them um you know for the reveals or whatnot um you know, but my wife watched Endgame for the first time a few weeks ago, and she was moved by it. And it's her first Marvel movie she's seen probably in three or four years. So I think the last one she saw was with me and was Civil War. and She, she, didn't she see missed anything. Infinity War? Yeah, she didn't see anything in between. And so uh, she watched it, and she goes, wow, that movie is really good. I said, I know. <laughs> and, and she's <laughs> really only seen that. half of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, Wow. Yeah,
0: I told people like don't watch Endgame without Infinity War because you like you need that setup to really appreciate the payoff. Because Endgame's all payoff.
1: But see, what she did remember was uh, she's she's seen the Winter Soldier. So when Sam comes back and he says Cap, Cap, on your left, and she she sat up. I go, oh, that still lands. Like that's how iconic some of those moments are in the film. You know,
0: did, did, she, did she see Black Panther?
1: Oh, she did see Black Panther. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's like that's kind of another a, a important one
1: because because uh, Kellen he likes the Black Panther a lot, so that's been in an, on in our house a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and the other thing I watched were um, a pair of documentaries. Uh, one is really short; it's like forty minutes, called "The Speed Cubers," and it's about these uh, two expert. Rubik's cube players, uh, and they're doing like a national, a worldwide competition. Um, one is autistic, um, and the other one had all like all the records until this kid, Max Park, came along um, and broke them all. Um, and then it's really just like w- cool watching their friendship of like someone who, you know, like, they're not that different in age, but um, you know, one is definitely a mentor kind of relationship friendship um it's just like a sweet like there's no real conflict other than Mm. like oh we didn't solve it fast enough
1: (laughs) the competition it's it's more of a documentary just following around people and their their stories compelling
0: like a slice of life and like you know seeing how this autistic uh, kid you know deals with you know the this epic scale of this competition that means so much to him uh, and then the other thing I watched, which uh, I'm only a couple of episodes into, is it's called High Score.
1: I watched docu- the first episode. Oh, you did? Yeah.
0: Cool. Great segue.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think if... I don't mean to keep falling asleep watching it. It just happens. But well, I, I think I'm two episodes in.
1: Well, here's the thing. is It starts with... I fell asleep watching the Atari one, where it's really fascinating. And, you know, they talk about space invaders and things like that. But I'm, I, I'm, in my head, I said, I want to get to Mario. I want to get to things like that. But it is cool because the voice of Mario narrates it and uh, he's really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, Yeah. So like, it's just all about high scores. It's all about the history of the video game world. And, you know, they don't get too in depth, but they, they pick, I think there's six
1: episodes. Yeah.
0: And they really focus on these six things. Um, And like you said, the first one is, uh, you know, how it all started in Japan with space invaders um, and then I think the third one, they actually get into, into just Nintendo itself. Yeah. Uh, and I know
1: there's a Street Fighter Mortal Kombat one. I think it might be the last one. Yeah, because uh, uh, they so, kind of stop in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, though. I mean, it's really well done, and you know, I did learn that they called them Space in, uh, Invader. What did they call the arcades in Japan when they first happened? Like Space Invader huts or something? Because if something... They oh, were like, so
0: like those land clubs, but yeah, tabletops. Yeah, but yeah, for Space just,
1: Invaders, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they're telling like how gross they were. Like, yeah, <laughs> all these dudes staying up and for like 24 bad. hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought the most fascinating thing was the Channel F. Like, I yeah. ne- in all my experience with video games, I'd never heard of the Channel F, hmm. um, and it's really a shame that that guy just didn't get a ton of credit for it. Uh, it's, and for those of you who don't know, what I'm talking about, um, and I. I'm a, I'm a jerk because I forgot his name. He didn't have it ready for the show. Asshole. But I, um, this guy created the system of using like cartridges. So before, like with Pong and and Atari, like you would buy the machine and it would come preloaded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and then this guy was like, why don't we just put all the games on a separate thing? And you plug it into the cart, and so that's where the cartridge system came up. And, yeah. it, and the first one was called the Channel F. And that he died recently, Um, and so in the documentary they have his kids and his grandson uh, kind of explaining, you know, his legacy. So it
1: it is a fascinating, and it's such a cool. uh, I mean, we play video games, so we might be biased, but I think the stories are always so fascinating because they always start with, "I didn't know what it was going to be." You know, the dude who made Space Invaders said, "Oh, I always thought octopus looked like you know aliens," and so then he made like crabs and. It's so simple, it, you know, it, it's, it's really fascinating where they come from, their humble roots. You know, I, I know the story, but, you know, Mortal Kombat, there was only four guys who worked on the first game. And you look at it now, I mean, the new one, 500,000, I don't know.
0: Multi-million dollar development teams.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just so fascinating. And, it, you know, it even opens with uh, the dude, he's so funny, he said, you know, I helped develop the entire 2600. But I'm most remembered for making the worst game of all time. Yeah, E.T., yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's so it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, they, they have Nolan Bushnell on there, uh, you know, talking about the culture of Atari mm. um, before it got bought out, and, like, he went on to, you know, do Chuck E. Cheese and whatnot. Um, yeah, There's also that other team, like, I didn't know about, um, that modded Space Invaders in, in Pac-Man. Yeah. And their story of, like, you know, they they go... To you know, dorm to...
1: rooms and, like, rent them out.
0: Yeah, and turn them into, like, mini arcades. But yeah, then they, like, you know, At- Atari found out and, you know, sued them. So they went to court. And then, uh you know, the, the awesome part is that Atari realized that it was bad PR to sue mm-hmm. them. And so they just hired them to modify their games.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, I love that, like, upstart, you know, uh, makeshift history. And yeah, part of it may be that we're from that era, so we, it's more like there's a certain appeal to us. I don't know how modern audiences would find this I know, interesting, when I, but
1: When I turned on Netflix, when I found it, because I didn't even know it was coming out, and I like to think I'm pretty much have my finger on the pulse of stuff, it's number three in uh, in my, like, top ten on Netflix. Yeah, So that's good.
0: And I was even, I was even fascinated by, like, they talk about making the Nintendo Power Magazine. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just a uh public publications and it's cool to like even like the cinematography is good like they go to a lot oh, of yeah. locations and yeah like it's, a it's, it's,
1: and... it's definitely well done yeah um, very well done
0: so I'm excited to get through the rest of that and that's all I watched uh,
1: yeah I didn't watch too much either um, look for my new uh, episode ultimate review of every family guy episode I think I have like 16 coming out um, so I've been—I I finished season three, uh, which was before Family Guy went on hiatus, and there's a lot of great episodes in there. Um, I love the, uh, you know, the Mister Saturday Night where Will Ferrell's the Black Knight is pretty fun. Um, so yeah, it, its its a—it's—it's it's fun. I, I'm having a lot of fun revisiting Family Guy because it reminds me of you and I discovering it the first time, and we would just watch it on Adult Swim constantly. We'd watch the DVDs constantly. And when you remove yourself from those for, uh, I mean, I haven't watched them in a couple years, um, but that the jokes still land and but they still feel fresh now because it's been a while. You know, like baby smokes a lot <laughs> or uh, <laughs> silly things. But then some of the jokes don't land. I watched the one um, where Stewie sees the power of uh, the cheerleaders and so he decides to be a cheerleader and so he knocks out the head cheerleader and quagmire opens up the bathroom stall and says dear diary <laughs> jackpot because she's all tied up not quite um, they, they
0: might be cutting that one out of simulation yeah. Yeah. so it
1: i mean i still think it's funny i can get why people think it's offensive but at the same time i think cartoons are the the medium that should push the envelope um so it, it's really interesting i, I don't I've seen the new episodes of Family Guy, and Quagmire isn't toned down too much, but I don't expect to see those kind of jokes anymore on uh, on Family Guy. Uh, but it's still a fun show. Uh,
0: another thing about, like, those first three seasons, you know, they're fighting to stay on the air, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas everything after that is kind of like, we did it, and we don't have to, like... They, like, they really embrace what made them successful, so it's, like, yeah. they really lean into the cutaway gags, you know, there's less, like, family stories, like, smalls. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, well, you can... It's interesting you say that as I've been watching because I've been pretty much binging them. Um, if I watch them, like, it's... Because uh, I try to... I'm doing, like, five different series right now, whether it's Scream Factory, Blue Buried, Cate Blanchett, Family Guy. So I kind of break them up. And, but when I watch them, you know, the early seasons had a lot of ABC stories, when you start getting to season halfway through season two and then in three, it's really just one story, and then they kind of branch out from there. So, I mean, there's one where, uh, you know, Meg and Lois go on spring break, but Peter uh, stays behind. But his story is the fishing story, the main story, but they have the breakup of, oh, here's, you know, maybe five minutes of Lois and Meg. Um, so they kind of went away from that. But it still works, and they just still have some pretty great episodes um, coming up.
0: In season three, were they, had they started the Brian and Stewie, like, road to Rhode Island so, relationship? Road bit? to
1: Rhode Island is season two. So, yeah. Oh, so wow, season, that early. Season three, I think, is Road to Europe. Um, I'll have to look wow. at my notes. I think later. I started taking notes because I realized if I binge all these episodes together, they blur together. So... I started making notes while I watch them. I'm pretty sure Road to Europe is season three. Um, so that should be done soon. I, I enjoyed watching Family Guy. I, uh, for Blueberry this week, I watched Mother! Exclamation point from Darren Aronofsky.
0: You're supposed to yell it.
1: Oh, yeah. Mother! Um, it's... Uh, I still really like the movie, but I don't know why I like it. It's weird... Um, it doesn't I, make any sense, I appreciate the craft
0: of it, like I it's think an, that's it's an impressive exercise in filmmaking, but I'm not, yeah. like impressed with what the story is
1: I think that's what it i because i I like the movie, but I can't tell people to watch it. you know what I mean i because I don't know I can't recommend it because I said, well, you want to see uh you know Jennifer Lawrence get like taken advantage of throughout the whole movie, and then they kill her and eat her baby at the end spoilers and you <laughs> um and you go what and you're when you're done watching it, I think because it's so haunting and it's show, so well made, it, it sticks with you. I, I was reading uh, about it online because you know I'm preparing an article, so I like to do research for it. And I, I guess it was got a standing ovation and was booed at Cannes at the same time, uh, which perfectly sums up that movie because yeah. it's well made. The performances are amazing in it. It's Telling, I I read an interview with Jennifer Lawrence, and she said that she represents Mother Earth, and Javier Bardem is God. And so you have Adam and Eve, which is Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer come, and then Cain and Abel come. uh, And it's basically the destruction of people to Mother Earth, and how God keeps on trying to recreate it and make it better. So he'll destroy it all, and then she's always uh so the the movie spoilers is a loop it starts with uh the house being burned down and jennifer lawrence kind of coming reborn in the bed and then it ends the same way too so it's a continuous cycle of uh the dangers of man um and even aronofsky said in an interview he said if you take time and try to analyze it the movie makes absolutely no sense so he said you kind of just have to go in and watch it and make your own decision and I think he's right, and I think he, uh, that he knows that is why I think the movie works. Um, but again, I would never in a million years recommend this movie to anybody. Um, you have to discover it on your own. If you want to see a really fucking weird movie, um, you can email me. I have the 4K and the regular Blu-ray. So um, I'll send you the regular Blu-ray, and you can watch it for yourself. Um, and I got the 4K because it was on sale for $9 at Best Buy. So... Um, <laughs> Which is weird because if you go on Amazon, it's $34. So if you see it at Best Buy and you're interested and it's only $9, I think it's worth $9. Um, It's an okay movie. Uh, And the last thing I watched is The Goonies. Uh, I took Kellen to see The Goonies and Laura, my wife, uh, for the first uh, weekend movies were open. Um, I I, I, I do really like The Goonies. Um, If you haven't seen The Goonies, I I don't know. It seems like a movie everyone has, has seen. But in it, um, a group of kids, their town's about to be demolished for a country club. And so they're they're this group of kids and they go try to find a treasure from um, the longest dick joke running in the history of cinema from One-Eyed Willie the Pirate. And uh, and it's just kids being silly. Um, The movie's really fun. I think some of the dialogue is kind of cheesy. But if you can look past that, it's still really fun. Um, You know, everybody knows Chunk and sloth you know uh but what was really fun we talked about showing movies to people for the first time kellen watching it and he really enjoyed it he was laughing so hard when they broke the statue of david because they broke off the wiener and <laughs> then they glued it on upside down um, great stuff it you know there's little throwaway jokes that i love in it um when they break the statue of david and uh, i forget what kid says it must have been uh cory feldman's mouth That's his character's name is mouth. Um, He says, uh, he says, man, you broke my mom's uh, statue. And Chunk says, Oh, only his uh, dinghy or something. And he says, that's my mom's favorite part. It's just (laughs) funny. Um, It's, you know, uh, it's a movie I watched a lot when I was a kid. It's fun sharing it with my kid. Um, You know, it's Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg. So you have heart to it. Uh, the set pieces are pretty impressive, and it's directed really well. The music's fun in it. Um, yeah, it's just a fun movie. Uh, yeah, it's everybody likes it. I don't. I haven't met anybody who doesn't like the Goonies yet. I think it's all right.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't grow up with it, but I, I, I've watched it a couple times at the Esquire since
1: before the pandemic, and <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, it's 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 one of those movies like uh the princess bride i mean i think the princess bride is brilliant but it's one of those movies where it's really stood the test of time and it's kind of a movie litmus test like have you seen the goonies have you seen the princess bride um and i think they're really easily accessible i think probably why a lot of people like them too
0: yeah like that friend dynamic is really relatable i didn't have that growing up so yeah it doesn't connect with me but
1: oh brad but you're good enough
0: didn't change my past (laughs) That's,
1: that's, uh, that's the uh, Cindy Lauper song, The Goonies. Oh, so yeah. you know what I did there. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I watched this week. Nothing too exciting. Cool. Uh, this week we are back at the theaters seeing Russell Crowe. Is he in a fat suit? He has to be, right?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a fake beer belly.
1: Okay, I said there's <laughs> no way he's let himself go that much. Um, in Unhinged, Brad is unhinged the best way to welcome people back to the movie theaters
0: Man, this movie, (laughs) like it's not the worst thing I've seen, but it's definitely not how I wanted to celebrate coming back to movie theaters. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a kind of a cheap throwaway thriller. Um, but some of the messages in it, um, it, it, and it it drags in a lot like it it's a definitely feels like a padded movie um for like a, a small idea that they' really really stretched out um yeah it's it's rough for me
1: um i don't i didn't think it was that bad um i didn't think it was padded i think it was only like ninety minutes long i thought it moved pretty quickly That's um like the
0: longest ninety minutes.
1: I don't know, maybe it's because I had a crush on the mom in it. I thought she was really cute, so I was more invested in it. Um, It
0: was really the beginning that was like, when are we going to get to the actual premise of this
1: movie? (laughs) She's getting where he's murdered. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's not the worst movie, but um, if I was you, I'd maybe wait till next week for Bill and Ted or The New Mutants. You can stream this one when it shows up on HBO Max or Netflix or something. Uh, Here's a trailer for Unhinged. you know what a courtesy tap is young man sounds like this it's light it's friendly sure that's what your mom meant to do no
0: it's not mom
1: having a kind of a hard time lately i'm sorry accept my apology
0: just ignore him
1: if you could just do the same we could press reset I don't
0: have anything to apologize for can you go please ma'am are you okay I'm pretty sure the guy in that truck's following
1: me he's road raging why don't you just chill man go your own way You think you really know what a bad day is? But you're gonna find out.
0: That man stole my phone. Henny? I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for you. Whose phone is... this? I'm right across from your friend. Hey, listen to me. He's not a friend, okay? He's a psycho who came after me today.
1: This is where your first lesson begins. Give me my phone. Put him back on this goddamn phone. No, I can't do that. What do you
0: want?
1: I need you to learn what a bad day really is. I need you to learn how to say you're sorry. And you're gonna learn through violence and retribution. Sounds like you're waking up. Why awake? Better bring your A-game. you're going to need it. Yeah, Before we get a- into it, I will say it's kind of nice doing our show this way again. Anyways, <laughs> We're, it you know... Just- it- being back and saying, play the trailer. Should you see this movie? It's oh nice. yeah. yeah. Kind of nice. Uh, anyways, discovering something new. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's actually kind of stupid on our part, you know, the whole 20 weeks, uh, like Alamo on demand and uh, Denver film had like streaming cinema. Like they were streaming mm-hmm. new stuff that we probably should have been paying attention to, but
1: man, oh, well. I saw um, the stuff. It didn't interest me. <sighs>
0: Uh, But yeah, this movie, it's not terrible, but like I said, the first, I I felt like 20, 30 minutes. I was like, when are we going to get to the actual premise of this movie? Like I get they're setting up a bunch of stuff that's going to pay off later, but it just took so long. It was like just people sitting in cars talking um, and coming back to traffic and then coming back to the conversation. I was just like, and then the finale of the movie after all that goes down basically says, you know, if someone does something bad, just let them get away with it. <laughs> like <laughs> don't, don't push it because you might get a psychopath like Russell Crowe <laughs> out of it. And it's like, Oh, so I guess you're just going to teach us not to like, I guess people can just do what they want without consequences. Um, you know, like just let people take advantage of you.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so they uh, ran into a bully. Like,
1: So the film is about um, this mom and son that are running late. And then this car is parked at the stoplight and she honks her horn at him, honks her horn at him, then drives around him and he comes up and wants an apology. Russell Crowe's character. She doesn't give it to him. And then it plays out kind of and, like a thriller.
0: And he admits that like, yes, I, I'm sorry. I was, I wasn't paying attention. I was stopped in traffic, but you didn't have to honk so loudly at me.
1: Yeah. Um, but he is already on the edge because what you find out, you know, the one thing I did not like about this movie is some of the dialogue was stupid, but um, I don't like movies that do exposition through newscasts (laughs) where it's someone sitting down watching it and they're being told what's happening, you know? Um, And that happened two or three times in this film. And uh, so I thought the worst
0: exposition was Russell Crowe when he's uh, torturing her brother um mm. like before he kills mary uh he's explaining like his motivation to him <laughs> like that kind of guy like that guy does not have any self-awareness right yeah like, like he's explaining what he's doing like he's the super villain for james bond it's <laughs> like there, there's no way that guy knows like the, the psychosis that he's under <laughs> and is able to articulate it. it's like so that made my eyes roll
1: yeah it's it's a movie where I say, if you turn off your brain and don't overthink it, you'll probably enjoy it. Um,
0: yeah. There's some shocking, like intense stuff.
1: Oh yeah. When he kills, uh, Jiminy, uh, <laughs> one of the, uh, brothers from it's always sunny. Yeah. Jimmy um, Simpson. Yeah. Um, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, cause you don't expect him to actually kill him. Uh, but he does. And he has no remorse because you find out that at the beginning of the movie, Russell Crowe kills these two people in the house and it's his ex-wife and her new boyfriend or whomever. And it sets him on this path where he doesn't care anymore. And yeah. Yeah. And the whole time too, I was like, lady, just drop your kid off at like a police station. Yeah.
0: Like early (laughs) on before, like she even goes to that gas station and where it really takes off, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the station, she's just like, they should just call the cops right there. Yeah, I get like okay. Well, if you do that, there's no movie. But like after she parks like under that bridge, yeah, and, and like decides to implicate her like boss who just fired her, <laughs> yeah. as, like his next target. And, like, I like I know she called the cops to like alert them to go to her house late, but like our hero just sold out her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it yeah, it's yeah. There's a couple dumb things you know, and it's. Or when she's getting hit continuously in her car and like packed traffic, nobody's gonna. Everyone's just gonna no be. No like, one around eh, is. Yeah. <laughs> eh,
0: yeah.
1: Whatever. Fuck her. Yeah. You know. You know. Earlier in the day, she honked at him really loudly. Fuck that yeah. chick.
0: And I also feel like the whole movie was written around like the um, one-liner at the end of like, "Here's your, d- here's your soft tap,"
1: and she <laughs> kicks the scissors
0: into his eye. I'm like, yep. Yeah, they they started there and worked their way backward. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: you know, it's like I said, it, it's not the worst movie I've seen. It's no House of the Dead, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's just well, you know, you, I knew I was in trouble. I don't know if you got. Did you see it at Regal? Yeah. Did you see the Jim Caviezel trailer before it? Ugh. Yeah. And it looked really cheap. Well, you know what I mean.
0: It's from this. Uh, political guy it's like one of those ultra conservative movies oh is it yeah
1: it just looked really cheap to me i said oh uh-oh
0: yeah it's an it's a an agenda movie
1: and, and let me be honest um unhinged doesn't look cheap i actually think it's shot pretty well yeah i, th- uh, I
0: thought it's like because it has a ton of like car stunts in it
1: yeah yeah i mean real car stunts which is nice to see
0: yeah like those um, aren't low budget at all
1: yeah so i mean in closing it had, down
0: highways like yeah you
1: know, I mean, you can tell that Russell Crowe is maybe on set for two weeks because <laughs> he's gone for extended yeah. periods of time.
0: And he's like he his character, like he does a good job. Like I think the yeah. acting's still good. Oh, yeah. I just think the dialogue and like the plot yeah. and stuff like also her brother is just like, here's a guy who we're supposed to feel sorry for later, but they set him up as just like this douche old <laughs> dick, right? Yeah. So like when he gets <laughs> like, tortured or set on fire, I'm just like, OK, like, he, yeah, like good, <laughs> like they also, like, as he's about to be tortured, you know, Russell Crowe's got his, his fiance, but he calls her girlfriend first. Yeah. And then he's, like, Russell Crowe makes him correct himself. And then he calls her his girlfriend again. Yeah. Like, as she gets stabbed, like like, that guy sucks.
1: Like, yeah. And, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, everyone's being mean to this mom. And so she's trying to, she's going through a divorce. So she's a single mom. Her mother has Alzheimer's. She's trying to get her kid to school and her boss fires her. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like the most cold-blooded thing because she's like,
0: a, I guess there I, must have been like a series of like late shows like But you'd hope that like,
1: you know, 15 minutes, you'd be like, "Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I understand you're going through a lot, but you know what? Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, she's like, like "I'm,
0: I'm going to be an hour and a half late like that makes sense to me, but like fifteen, like that's yeah. a pretty normal amount of like I'm stuck in traffic time.
1: Yeah, that's so cold blooded for a mom going through a divorce and it's a single mom trying to get her kid to school. Like, yeah. fuck, dude.
0: Yeah, that was written just for the plot. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah, I was confused like about the house at the end. I realized that the, it was the mom's they'd moved her out, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just moved her into assisted living.
0: Yeah. And of course they have that thing where like the kid just can't sit still. He has to knock over the, I know the fireplace thing. He didn't even listen to his
1: mom. His mom said, whatever you do, don't break the plan. He fucking broke it. Yeah. Like, are you that dumb? Where the dude says, uh, we're the cops. Come see us. (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) And she she has the scissors on her the whole time. And, like waits until then to pull them out after she's been like punched in the face three times,
1: <laughs> yeah, Man, Yeah, stuff
0: like that. It's just, ugh.
1: yep. Um, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. So you know, when Netflix has it, and you're bored one day,
0: and also like all the people in the coffee shop, like really, no one's going to stand up to that guy.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like they're going to let it's...
0: him murder that guy in cold blood.
1: I think they're trying to make a point about what people do now when something like that happens. Is everyone just films it? instead of stopping them i think they're trying to make that message but at the same time you think like one person would you know the cook from the back of the line would come out and be like hey you motherfucker
0: yeah like <laughs> you know? russell Crowe doesn't have a gun so like
1: yeah because the one like good dude got ran over by a car
0: <laughs> yeah i'm like he could no, easily he, like he could throw hot coffee in russell Crowe's face like in the yeah. coffee shop like yeah, yeah he's
1: not like That was actually a pretty shocking death where he was hanging on to Russell Crowe's truck and then he got like thrown off and then he got smushed by another car.
0: Which I'm like, how did that other car not see him? (laughs) Like,
1: there was (laughs) no one else in
0: the road. Um, Yeah, it's it's all like really contrived. Like, and again, like the agenda thing, you're like, when she goes to the school to pick up her kid and like the Mm -hmm. people behind the counter are like, well, we're in lockdown, so we can't just release your son. Like, I felt like that was making a statement of like, the bureaucracy of like, well, we're going to follow the rules, even though it's blatantly obvious that yeah. you're the mom and you could take him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time too, wouldn't you tell the mom, like, why don't you just stay at the school too? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally on lockdown. Uh, so uh, it, I'll pull back the curtain. If a school is locked down and you're in law enforcement, you go to that school and you set up a perimeter around it. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. There's so many times that she could just gone to like a public space or mm-hmm. just directly to the police and it would have been stopped right
1: then and there. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have a movie. Yeah. Uh, but at least, you know, there's a movie that's back in theaters.
0: But just contrive better reasons to explain that away. Like, these weren't good enough, so. Yep. It's is left rolling my eyes, being like, ugh, really?
1: Yeah, it was an okay movie. Yeah. Um. Next week, Brad, did you want to see, are we doing New Mutants or Bill and Ted?
0: You know what? I think in the interest of we don't know what the future is like, that maybe we should space them out. So, okay. like, it's not like they're going to disappear from theaters. Uh, I've already got tickets to Bill and Ted.
1: Okay. So, well, I mean, we can do Bill and Ted is fine.
0: Yeah, and then maybe after Tenant, we go back to New Mutants.
1: Yeah, we can do that. Because I, I don't know what's happening after Tenet. I don't think anybody does. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: I think they're waiting to see what these three weeks look like.
1: Cool. So just yeah,
0: uh, made 5 million, but like even a, like a low opening for a weekend is usually 20 million. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's extenuating circumstances this week, but we'll see next week. will be interesting. If people want to see new mutants, I don't know. That's been moved so many times and they're not really promoting it. So I don't know how much money it's going to make. We'll see. We'll find out. So next week we're going to face the music. That's right. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics